deep underground, beneath crackling skies and eternally raging storms, a group of a half dozen people stand around a flickering display. A large aged man types away at an ancient terminal dating many hundreds of years back to the Exodus. This hunched figure looks up from where he is typing away, and although it has been a long time since we've seen his face, it is the face of Creed. With the hood of his robe finally pulled back, we can see that part of his face has been replaced, and one of his eyes loudly clicks and whirls as the aperture changes its shape, allowing him to focus on the group of individuals who are also surrounding the terminal with him. Slamming his fist down on the side of the terminal, in frustration, he looks across at his followers. The ritual is almost complete. All we are waiting for is the last piece of the puzzle. We need that memory core. I sent that scavenger out to get it for us, and he has not returned. It has been far too long that we've been waiting. We have to assume he's either captured or dead. We must begin our own acquisition efforts. As he trails off, he raises a gnarled hand and extends an arthritic finger points out at two of the other hooded individuals. You, too, will venture out into the forge and attempt to recover what is rightfully ours. Our master will awaken again, and our time of ascension will be upon us, my children. Waving a hand to dismiss the rest of the followers, Creed sits back in front of the terminal and begins to type away, muttering to himself, don't worry, master. Soon, oh so soon, you will have memories again, and this time we'll be more careful. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll. I, as always, am your host, player and GM Hero Cities. As mentioned in the last episode, I have been out of town for the last three weeks, undergoing training for a new job. Unfortunately, I'm not back permanently yet from that training. We are kind of at a halfway point right now, and we've been able to go back home for about a week in order to rest and recuperate and continue studying and stuff like that. There still are about three more weeks of training or so that need to occur, so I will be heading back out of the state again for about three more weeks. However, I really wanted to continue to work on the podcast and publish content for y'all to listen to. Anyways, as far as our little intro was concerned, I rolled on the begin a session move uh, from Ironsworn Starforged and rolled uh, influential character or faction is introduced or given new detail. As you might have figured out, I rolled on my list of characters and ended up with Creed. It seems as though Creed has been not sitting idly while waiting for Nikora to return with the memory core from the space station Prosperity and has grown impatient with waiting. It has now been probably a couple of months, maybe a few months, since Nikora was wearing the Iron Vow to Creed, and clearly Creed has some sort of cult-like following going on in Osseus on the planet Tyr, and is wanting to go through some kind of ritual of some kind that will, I'm sure, be explored further in the future. 
Since it's been about three weeks, I think a recap is definitely something that would be useful for us to do and just for myself so I don't make too many mistakes, hopefully, while recording this episode. So just a brief overall recap. Nikora Sokolov, scavenger, current owner and operator of the Second Chance, started off the story by going to the space station Prosperity at the behest of Creed in order to locate a computer memory core. This memory core ended up belonging to the AI simply known as Project Alpha, And while on this space station, he encountered a daughter of a powerful noble matriarch named Petra. Petra was on board the space station doing something that we aren't quite sure of yet, and her family really wants her back. She's more or less on the run. After successfully escaping from Prosperity with Subject Alpha and Petra, Nakora, with a second chance, managed to evade Journeyman Sterling, who had arrived at Prosperity aboard his cruiser, known as the Ultraviolet. After that, Nakora and Petra had some interesting encounters while traveling through the forge, attempting to locate some place to restock the ship, get more fuel, and do some repairs, maybe even find a mechanic if they're lucky. During this time, unfortunately, the lovable VI, virtual intelligence aboard the second chance, Chance, got fried, and the ship itself is barely hanging on. Even right now, it only has one point of structural integrity, or hit points, whatever you want to call it, left. Nakora himself isn't looking too hot either, for that matter. Eventually, Nikora and Petra ended up at the Aegis Hold, which is a planetoid mining belt run by the Brotherhood of Steel, who is basically a mercenary guild, where they mine the insides of these dead planetoids for crystals primarily, but also other resources in order to construct lasers, among other things. After an encounter with a group of raiders who are masquerading as one of the noble houses, Nakora managed to pull off some sneaky shit and get away from them when they encountered some illegal mining activity, which was then busted up by the Brotherhood of Steel, which is how Nakora met Lieutenant Aaron Slater, who brought them back to the Aegis Hold proper itself. The Aegis Hold is this interesting settlement of the Brotherhood, which is in the inside of a hollowed-out planetoid, where it's built around the inside of this mined-out area and is very heavily guarded and very defensible location. However, it's not a great place to live if you're just a common worker or anything like that. Unfortunately for Lieutenant Slater, her commanding officer was not very pleased with her bringing these outsiders into the Aegis Hold during this time of crisis, so she was designated to be their escort, which is a job that is way below her rank. So she's pissed off. Nakora's pissed off for having to have an escort while they're just trying to get out of here and get on with their way. And Petra is currently recovering back at the quote-unquote hotel they're being kept in. 
and Nakora, who managed to convince the lieutenant that he needed some supplies for the second chance in order for them to even get out of here, ran into a older, haggard man who was in the bazaar selling various electronic scraps named Tinker. Took a little bit of convincing, but Tinker finally agreed that he would help Nakora and possibly even join him as long as Nakora could get the Brotherhood to release him from his contract and let him have the court date that he's been waiting to do for over a decade. I think that is a decent enough recap for us, and I hope I didn't forget anything. Like I said, it's been almost a month since I've last recorded an episode, so bear with me if I make any small mistakes or anything like that. Let's do a brief checkup of how Nakora is currently doing. Currently, we got a three momentum. We actually are five on our health, three on our spirit. However, our supply is only just one. The Brotherhood gave Nakora a bare minimum of supplies and fuel in order to get out of here whenever, hopefully, they get released from their current house arrest. Before we begin our session, we do have a couple of clocks we need to roll on and see if they advance at all. I have been keeping these secret for the most part from y'all, and I think I will keep it that way for now. Our first clock is somewhat likely to advance. A 25, so yes, we will fill in one block. I think our next clock is 50-50 chance of increasing. We rolled a 93, which is an extreme no. So I will erase one of the blocks off the clock. So with all the introduction out of the way, let's get into it. I guess the main question we have to ask is, can Nakora get the Brotherhood to either release or hear the case of Tinker? I really don't see an easy way for that to occur. Walking back to the hab, more or less in silence, Nakora and the lieutenant reach the front door of the hab block. Nakora turns back to her. She kind of squints her eyes. Nakora holds up the satchel with the various bits and bobs that he bought from the electronics stall that Tinker was running. Thank you, Lieutenant. I was able to secure some of the parts I need in order to repair some of the electrical issues on board my ship. She simply nods at him, slowly and a little bit suspiciously. However, my VI, my virtual intelligence that runs my ship, was severely damaged in our adventures on our way here, and I have no way... Personally, I don't have the skills in order to repair it, and without it, it is very difficult to operate in drift space. I need someone with the skills and ability to repair it. The lieutenant's eyes narrow even further, and the corps holds up his hand to ward off any immediate protests from the lieutenant. Don't worry, lieutenant. I'm not asking for any of your people or any people of the Brotherhood. Go on, she says, growling slightly at him. I met someone in the market today, a fellow who goes by the name of Tinker. Are you familiar with him? The lieutenant shakes her head slightly, still with a look of grave suspicion on her face. Well, lieutenant, you see, Tinker had an unfortunate incident as a contractor over a decade ago for the Brotherhood. He's been waiting for his case to be heard, and he said that if he can get released from his contract to the Brotherhood, he'd be happy to join me on board the Second Chance. The lieutenant nods slowly. Well, I haven't looked into his case, Nakora. 
However, you should be more worried about your own case. There's still the issue with that thing we found in your hold. Obviously, any records that may have been kept of your dealings with the Merchant Guild were destroyed along with the circuitry of your VI on board. And given the difficulty of communications from inside the Aegis hold to the outside world, especially with the activities ongoing within this system. You may be stuck here for a long time, Nakora. Your hearing is currently scheduled for... She pulls out a data pad that's attached to her hip and clicks through a couple of windows. Looks like your hearing is currently scheduled for 23 months from now. Her face falls a little bit looking at that information. 23 months? I can't be stuck here guarding your sorry ass for 23 months. She looks back at Nakara, their eyes over her data pad. Okay, Spacer, I'm not going to let my career go to shit because of you. I can probably pull some strings and get your hearing moved up. It is possible to even do a combined case. But why would I stick my neck out for you when I can just get rid of you? Nakora kind of cracks a small smile. Because of my award-winning personality? And with that, we're going to roll compel. This, to me, feels like charm, pacify, encourage, or barter. It's not really a barter. Eh, I guess it kind of is. But this is going to be a roll plus heart, which for us is a big fat one. That was really close to being a failure. We rolled a four on our action dice. And our challenge dice were a four and a six, which gives us a weak hit. So they'll do what we want, take plus one momentum. But the agreement comes with a demand or complication. So the next few days progress rapidly for Nakora and Petra, not wanting to be stuck with escort duty for the next two years almost. The lieutenant went to her commander and presented Nakora's proposition. Nakora and Petra and the second chance would be released from containment on the Aegis hold under the condition that they will return in 23 months for their hearing. In addition, Nakora requested the cancellation of Tinker's contract from the Brotherhood of Steel, and he would be personally responsible for ensuring that the mechanic got off the Aegis hold. When Nakora and Petra were brought forward in front of what's functionally a military tribunal and presented his idea and his case for the tribunal, they were cold and kind of unreceptive to his initial arguments. Only when Lieutenant Slater came in and made an impassioned plea about the quality of Nakora's character and her time with Nakora, having showed her that perhaps he wasn't a criminal. He wasn't smuggling illegal contraband. The weird thing in the hold of his ship may actually be destined for one of the merchant guilds. And that getting Tinker, who was well known to be a drain on the system of the Aegis hold, was a win-win for everybody. Unfortunately for Nikora, the tribunal still wasn't quite buying what he was saying. The tribunal insisted that Nikora, in order to pay for the expenses that the Brotherhood of Steel has provided, considering that his record isn't clear, but he's merely being given what's a functionally paying a bond for his release, like a bail bond, They want something from him. They want him to do something. Let's see what that something is. 40. Escalate corruption. Escalate corruption. The escalation of corruption. I think I know what that means. 
So Nakora stands in front of a tribunal of three high-ranking members of the Brotherhood of Steel within the Aegis Hold. Sitting behind him is Petra and Tinker. After a few days of deliberation and conversation and talking and negotiating, the tribunal has decided on Nakora and the Second Chance's fate. They will be required in 23 months to make their way back to the Aegis Hold to stand in a full trial before the courts. The tribunal will waive the house arrest of Nakor and Petra and release Tinker from his contract to the Brotherhood, as well as waive the fees for repair and restocking the second chance, and of course, the more or less forced house arrest of Nakor and Petra, if Nakora swears an iron vow to them. They know that spacers tend to take these kinds of vows very seriously for they're sworn on these chunks of what they call iron that came from the initial colony ships, the reactors within these initial colony ships, and that there's power within these vows, though the Brotherhood may not believe in them. Some high-ranking Brotherhood of Steel commander looks down from atop the raised platform where he sits, Nikora Sokolov, these past three days, have seen a change in opinion on behalf of the tribunal here in the Aegis Hold. Step forward and receive your assignment, which you will swear to accomplish within the next 23 months. Nikora steps forward with his little chunk of iron, which he keeps in the black box he wears around his neck, opens it up and lays his hand upon it, and repeats after the commander, I, Nikora Sokolov, swear to uphold this iron vow to the Brotherhood of Steel on the Aegis Hold. I, Nikora, swear that I will do everything within my power in the next 23 months to discover the source of the corruption and the invasions of the Aegis Hold from the unknown entities that appear to be backing the various raiding fleets within this system. If I do not, within 23 months, I shall report back to the Aegis Hold and stand full trial for my failure to do so and for all of the previously waived accusations against me. I, Nikora, swear upon my iron that I vow to do so. And with that, we get to roll to swear the iron vow. Swear the iron vow, write down your vow, and give it a ring. If you swear this vow to a connection, add plus one. If you share a bond, plus two. Nope, we don't get any of those. This will be plus heart. Weak hit. We rolled a five on our action dice and an eight on a four on our challenge dice. On a weak hit, you are determined, but begin your quest with more questions than answers. Take plus one momentum, which brings us up to five. With the swearing complete, Nikora, Petra, and Tinker are escorted out of the Brotherhood of Steel office and led back to the Second Chance by Lieutenant Eren Slater. Back outside the Second Chance, Eren pulls Nikora aside. Listen here, Spacer. I'm pretty sure you're full of shit, but I wasn't going to spend the better part of two years babysitting your ass. It's on me if you don't finish this task or come back in 23 months. If that shiny piece of metal you carry around your neck means anything, then get it done. I don't have much to give you in terms of helpful advice where to start, but, well, intelligence tells us that it seems unlikely that these raiders are actually members of any one of the noble houses that they're portraying it seems like it's all a facade they're trying to stir some shit up try visiting one of those seedy places i know you're kind frequent maybe you can pick up some information 
Nikora looks back at her with a false look of hurt on his face. Lieutenant, your words wound me. Why would you think that I frequent those kinds of places? She merely snorts at him and turns around on her heel of her foot and walks away, dismissively waving her hand for one of the technicians to undo the locking clamps that secure the second chance and looking back over her shoulder. I mean it, Spacer. If you don't come back or solve this, I'll come after you myself when I get let go from the Brotherhood. Nikora, Petra, and their newest member, Tinker, with a cart full of random miscellaneous electronical bits and bobs he scavenged from his stall, make their way up the ramp into the second chance, free, at last, from the Brotherhood. Free from the Aegis hold, but not free from the service they owe for their release. For her part, Petra has been quiet about the whole proceeding and was happy to take a back seat as a subordinate to Nakora. However, arriving back on the second chance, she pulls Nakora aside after Tinker starts rummaging through the ship and begins to do some modifications to the haphazard work that Nakora has done to keep the second chance aloft. Suffice to say, Tinker's got a lot of work to do as he grumbles about the shitty maintenance that's been done to, quote-unquote, his ship. Back up on the bridge as they run through various diagnostic tests after making sure that Subject Alpha was still safely contained within the cargo hold of the ship. Nikora, I don't know what to tell you. I thought we were fucked. I thought they were going to find out who I was and force me back to my family, or worse, my family would find me. You could have sold me out, Nakora. You didn't. I thank you for that. Nakora merely shrugs. What do you want me to do, be stuck here with Tinker? Old geezer smells like grease and formaldehyde. You're much better company than he is. Petra lets a wry smile cross her face. Be that as it may, Nakora. Thank you. What's next? Where are we going? Nakora lazily flips through the various charts on board, the second chance, and begins to manually plot courses. Honestly, Petra, I don't know. We have a long time before we have to deal with these Brotherhood bastards, and I still owe Creed, the memory core, off Subject Alpha downstairs, although I don't know if I feel comfortable merely giving it over to him. Petra nods slowly, her eyes kind of wide, and interrupts Nakora. Creed, you've mentioned him a couple of times, but never any details. Why would somebody want one of these things' memory cores? Who is he? How do you know him? Nakora merely shrugs. I was busy looking for work, stuck on that shithole planet he lives on. A mutual contact of ours told me about a job, a job that paid really well, a job that would even float the upfront costs for me to get off that station. When I met Creed, I was blindfolded and led down somewhere deep underground. They weren't none too kind about it either. I thought I was going to be killed, mugged. Turns out when they pulled the bag off my head, some old geezer with a cowl of a cloak pulled over his face. I could swear I could hear something whirling in the darkness and a strange glow. The conversation was short and to the point. Go to Prosperity, retrieve a computer's memory core, which he insisted I would know when I saw it, and bring it back. Float me some cash up front. The rest would be paid upon delivery of the hard drive. Insisted I swear the iron vow to it. Seemed almost ritualistic in that regard. Insisted I did it a certain way, following certain words. Whole thing was very weird. Almost cult-like in its execution. Upon swearing the iron vow, I was blindfolded again. 
led back up to the surface, and roughly released. That being said, I swore the vow. One doesn't simply break a vow for no reason. However, if we remove that memory core, who knows what Subject Alpha will become. Perhaps we can use our new friend here to make a copy of it. Although I don't think we'll be able to with the shit we have on board. Perhaps the Brotherhood can give us a chart to some nearby inhabited world. Sure beats jumping blindly. I don't really have anything from this section of the forge. Petra nods her head. So, first stop, we need to go somewhere we can make repairs, resupply, and... Oh, this sounds awful familiar, doesn't it? She says, rolling her eyes. So far, that's all we've ever been, is behind. Behind on food, behind on repairs. Your damn VI's dead. Come on, Nakora, we need to get caught back up. This fucking ship is falling apart. As if on cue, the grunting, struggling tinker pulls his way up the last of the rungs on the ladder. This old hip ain't made for these kind of ladders anymore. Think I'll stay down on my own level from now on. Still, feels damn good to be back aboard one of these birds. He says as he lays a hand lovingly on the wall. You ain't been none too kind to yours, but she's a good bird. She'll flap her wings for us a little more. Gonna need some serious repairs though. Hope you got the creds for it. Cora kind of looks to Petra who looks to him and they both shrug. Tinker let out to laugh, showing he has about three teeth left in his mouth. Well, perhaps we can do some work for him. Either way, I'm happy to be done with the Aegis hold. Damn Brotherhood's taken everything from me. For that, I thank you. And we are going to make a connection with Tinker. Roll plus heart. Well, that turned out about as good as I expected. We rolled a one, so two, with a three and a five on our challenge dice. Feels a little silly, but we're going to burn our momentum here. We had five, which then gives us a weak hit. Create the connection. Give them a roll and a rank. Whenever your connection aids you more closely, add plus one and take a momentum on a hit. His role is an engineer, and he's going to be formidable with a rank. Nakara looks back at Tinker. Before anything else, Tinker, we need to get my VI back, Chance. Tell me, what do we need? Tinker looks a little grim. Well, more grim than usual. Tell you the truth, B.I. is totally fried. Gonna need a whole new mainframe. Cost a pretty penny, that does. Considering we don't got two credits to clink together, I don't know what we're gonna do. Memory core looks good, though. Should fire right back up once we get a new mainframe. The core looks down at Tinker. And you know how to install one of these? Tinker shrugs. More an engines man myself, but give me a minute, I can probably figure it out. Nakora kind of face palms a little bit. Either way, we need to get another mainframe. One way or another, I suspect it's time for us to get out of here. The Brotherhood ain't gonna take so kindly to us sticking around longer than we already have. And with that, Nakor undoes the docking mechanism from inside the second chance. Radios off to the Aegis Hold Control. Ask them if they know of any nearby systems. Let's give that. I think it's likely there's a nearby system. 78. That's a big fat no. It's not so much that they don't know any, it's that they won't give it to him. Trade secrets and all. So with a curse under his breath, and with a new mechanic on board, Nakora, Petra, and Tinker navigate their way through the various planetoid bodies inside the Aegis Hold, make their way out to the edge of the system where they can safely engage the Elodian Drive, and Nakora... Looking down at Petra, who nods back to him, and after getting an affirmative from Tinker down in the engine room that everything was good to go, 
puts his hand on the big handle for the E-Drive, and engages it. And our episode fades to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Roll. Once again, I apologize for the delay in making episodes recently. Since I was away from home for the last three weeks doing training for my new job. And of course, as I said in the introduction, I will be having to go back down there next week as well again. So while I am certainly going to attempt to record episodes as frequently as I can, it's not going to be once per week, but I'm going to try to at least get two done a month, at least until things kind of smooth on out for my personal life. As I said before, I have absolutely no intention of stopping to produce the podcast. I really enjoy doing it. It really helps to relieve some of the stress of everyday living. And none of this would be possible without you guys listening, and especially those who subscribe to One Guy, One Roll over on patreon.com slash one guy, one roll. I'd like to give an especially large thank you to Journeyman Wes and Journeyman JL. Your guys' continued support is amazing and really keeps me inspired to keep making content even when I struggle to find the time in order to make an episode. Once again, a huge thank you to everybody for listening and helping me keep this an ad-free podcast. I do intend to return to making more content more frequently when I am done with training for my new job. As always, I have been Hero Cities, your player, host, and GM of One Guy, One Role, signing off. Take care and stay safe out there, y'all.